to boot. Stole the TV in the stereo. As you can imagine, you are of great interest to both the secular and religious communities. Yeah, we believe you've had a genuine encounter with the real Santa Claus. And this is nuts, man. I mean, we're just regular people who heard footsteps on Christmas Eve, and now we're a Christmas miracle. Here in our nest, we're surely blessed. Over the heat, she ain't like sweet. Drifting on air. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy Jinglebutt Shepherd, and this is Mitchell Manley, Santa Claus' son. Uh, you just have to go gray. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if uh, you remember a show called Hanging with Mr. Cooper that used to come on the TV box. No. It was a mid '90s show called Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Lead uh, lead actor was a guy named Mark Curry, a very funny stand-up comedian. One time, I did sound for him for a jazz event in Jackson. And Mark Curry, in the middle of his stand-up set, saw me walking by the stage and said, let's give it up for Santa Claus' son, everybody. Everybody check out Santa Claus' son over here. So so you've been declared by... I have, by Mark Curry of Hanging with Mr. Cooper fame, which I think a lot of our fans are going to know who that is. I wish I... I Even if did. you don't, I think they will get it. Was it on one of those cable shows? Yeah, it was like on uh, NBC or CBS or... Uh, we had ABC, PBS, UPN. UPN. Yes. It may have been on UPN, actually. You never know. Oh, I never, I never saw it, but I was watching like Moesha. Right, yeah. And I actually met someone named after Moesha. Oh, really? Yeah, at work. It was pretty awesome. But this this week's theme is what? So I'm, I've am i been trying to keep away from calling it strictly a Christmas theme uh, because I did hope to we get that we would get like some Hanukkah songs. Last year we did. We got uh, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, Eight Days of Hanukkah, which is <laughs> yep. one of my favorites. But we did end up with mostly Christmas songs. So we can call it Christmas episode, but it's really... Just happy holiday, wintertime. Winter solstice? Yeah, Yule, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. Winter solstice, it's, jam times. It's hot chocolate time? Right, it's definitely hot chocolate time. And, you know, I've been putting together my holiday playlist because, you know, we only get two weeks to really enjoy Christmas music. And I'm so far behind in decorating the house. Right, and so I just, you know, we, we decorated our house a couple weeks ago. It's looking great. Well, you see, the thing is, is I worked the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that, like, threw my whole schedule off. Because normally what I would do is I would be like, I don't know, like, throwing all the decorations up. Mm-hmm. But because I worked the day after Thanksgiving, it, it didn't Let's happen. rush. Let's get those decorations up. Just make sure you have them down by the epiphany on January 6th. Yeah, as long as you hang them up. <laughs> also call that like my ex-boyfriend's birthday. I was about to say the same thing, <laughs> that's actually. That's, like... that's, how, that's why I know it's the epiphany is because yeah. John once told me, yeah, my birthday is January 6th. It's called the epiphany. It's when, yeah. I guess, the that's when the wise men actually arrived. Or... I think it's when they, I don't know, they, they realized something. I, I think it has to be when they realized something. Because that's when Epiphany is, right? Right. But I think that's when they arrived and saw Jesus and they had the realization and they gave their gifts. Jesus was born on the 25th-ish and then the wise men came a couple days after that. Right. So either way, what we know is John was the person who introduced (laughs) us all to what the (laughs) holiday is. the idea of the Epiphany. (laughs) Yes. Even though we don't really know what it is. (laughs) Exactly. Um, What song did you bring this week? I'm going to start us off with Sting and his song Gabriel's Message. Oh, 
this episode is going to be all over the place musically, uh, but I kind of want to start us off with something a tad more traditional. Uh, and this is one of my favorite songs to jam around Christmas. Uh, it's based off of like a 13th century carol that kind of tells the story of the angel Gabriel coming to tell Mary that she was going to have Jesus. And, you know, we can make fun of Sting all we want, but this arrangement is just so thick and nuanced. And his performance is just really evocative of that more solemn side of the Christmas lore. It's got this very classical feel, but it's kind of undergirded by an electronic drum beat that kind of almost disappears under the choir of, vo of voices, but remains just present enough to convey that sense of like excitement tinged with panic and anxiety, you know, being told that you're about to bear the Messiah. I mean, it's, uh, no, no, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. No here. pressure just... is, is fine. Um, I have this massive like love of the construction of hymns and it like, it like leads perfectly into Christmas because um, I don't know. First of all, Sting he's always got this like beautiful vocal texture. Like even if he's talking about some like hooker in the red light district or um, Mary who totally had a virgin birth. Just saying. <laughs> but um, I mean, is it his voice that's layered? Yeah, I think it's all his voice. There may be some other folks' voices in there, but I think it's mostly him. I'm just gonna say. Suck at Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I mean, he's really, really showing off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, Justin Timberlake, people always think about his own voice layered on top of him. Like, that's what he does when he makes songs. And then, like, obviously, it's the 80s when Sting does this. And it's just, it's really good. And it reminds me of, like, Christmas Eve at church with my family. And then, like, you know, you have the little candles for, like, the final part. And everybody's, like, passing around a flame, which seems oddly dangerous yeah it's extremely dangerous but um yeah i just i like that kind of ambience a uh, fun thing i learned from wikipedia today um this like is basque like in origins which have you ever heard of the basque people i've not other than wikipedia for this song okay so they are like from the great pyrenees like between spain and like they're kind of like this sheep herding people. Okay. And um, Elko, Nevada, where my mom lives, has like this huge population of Basque people. Oh, so they have all these like Basque like restaurants and Basque like cultural centers oh, wow. and festivals and stuff. And I just thought it was absolutely fascinating that this started out as some like a Basque carol. Well, I guess it was actually like a church hymn and then the basque made it into a carol right. like a folk carol and then like in the 1800s it got translated into english by some dude who visited basque country and then we got this song i'm glad that we got yeah, it and, it's, it's jamming and then sting like doesn't come across as that weird dude who knows too much about like sex positions no that part he definitely still does come across I, oh, as that. Come but maybe on. not in this particular song yeah but, but either way the food is delicious <laughs> if you ever have a chance to go to the yeah, basque, basque food just sounds delicious it's so so good so you you went you know the like the hymn version i went a little bit differently um this week i'm bringing carla thomas's gee whiz it's christmas Party and everybody's 
this is where I like interrupt the key change. Oh man, I, I know, can't did that. I know, it's so terrible. But I just love the song because it's straight up charming. And Carla Thomas, of course, is like Memphis royalty. And I just wanted to shoehorn this one in because, uh, why not? Um, yeah, like it's not an overtly Christmas tune, but then like it is an overtly Christmas tune. Uh, Carla's voice is very like bell toned and like beautifully clear and it just makes you smile and there's not a jingle bell in sight. Um, it's just like, I don't know, like she just throws away the jingle bells because it's the cheap way to make it sound Christmassy. Right, yeah. And then she just somehow does, I mean, of course the horns are there. And but it's like R and B horns, right? Yeah, and I don't soul know. horns. Yeah, so I just I just love it. There's like a rhythmic thing a do going, and it's subtly <laughs> Christmas. And I mean, even the theme of the song is like, oh, it's Christmas, and you cross my mind, so I'm a call. Um, it is like the slowdown part of the year, and we really have like the time to devote to actually caring about other people more because we're not having to work as hard. Hopefully, um. So yeah, hey, go check on everyone. Gee whiz, it's Christmas. That's <laughs> Yeah. It's definitely a very sweet and charming song. She comes off very bashful and coy about this person to, who she's, you know, thinking about and reaching out to. I can't tell if it's like a friend that she was into, but things just never happened between them, or if it's an ex lover or something, maybe. But either way, feels really flirty and she seems super excited to be in contact with him. And her inviting this person to her friend's party feels really playful, almost kind of high schooly to me, which can be cheesy, but it's also a very evocative feeling because those high school days are when our emotions and sense memories are at their strongest. So I can like really sense that warmth and giddiness of like going to a Christmas party with a date and enjoying something novel and exciting around the holidays, you know. Gee whiz. Gee whiz, it's Christmas. I know. Well, also, um, she stops and says, oh, look, it's snowing. Um, where is Carla Thomas? Yeah, she, I guess we don't really know what her geographical location, location is because yes. um, how uh, how snowy has Memphis been for you? I think it's maybe snowed once since I've been here. In February. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's always like in February as opposed to on Christmas. Yeah, like I, I believe I've gone with Ella to Overton Park to play in 60 degree weather on Christmas Day. Wowzers. Yeah, so uh yeah also park is open i think that's the best part like if you're real bored just go to the park look we're all just trying to stay strong through christmas holidays parents <laughs> that's what we gotta do okay um i think everybody really showed up and there was a huge selection of songs that we didn't get before which i thought yeah was, exactly. I, I was like worried when i was kind of worried about that too but yeah i think uh we only got one repeat suggestion yeah. And uh, it's a good one, too, so it's fine. Yeah, and I also was just, like, kind of shocked because I was expecting that we had already covered some of these songs and we hadn't. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, of course, our, fierce, our first ear buddy is Brian V, who brings Ramones, Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight. Christmas 
such a like a classic Ramon sound, and it's kind of simple and straightforward in the sentiments. Like, let's not be total jerks to each other over Christmas. Like, we love each other. Why are we like trying to be jerks and stuff? And we don't want to break any hearts over Christmas. I think that's just solid, right? And I'm also a super uptight Christmas person who likes to like uh, be the person in charge of all the decorations and doing things my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know nobody can tell. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I, I should play this on repeat every day until Christmas to remind um, myself that maybe, maybe I don't have to be the complete and total boss of everybody. <laughs> right. I mean, granted, I got a tattoo to remind me not to be bossy, yeah. but I have a tendency to be pretty bossy. <laughs> Just, I mean, I don't think you've ever had to experience it. No, right? I haven't. Thank I mean, in, in high school, possibly. Yeah, yeah, maybe in high school I I got some of the bossiness, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah this is such a classic. I almost thought it was like too obvious to include, uh, but I realized it actually has this really neat song structure. And the Ramones are just such a catchy and fun band that I think any good party playlist should have some Ramones on it. So, you know, they kind of have that the street cred to, to appeal to the punk rockers at the party, and they're poppy enough to be unobtrusive to your family members who no don't normally you know like the music that you like. Uh, as with a lot of Ramon songs, everybody will usually know the song title part of the song really well. Uh, but the structure of the song isn't really your standard verse-chorus, verse-chorus punk song. It starts with what you might call the chorus, by which I mean it's the part where they sing the song title repetitively. <laughs> but really, that part only happens in the beginning and the end of the song. And all the parts in the middle just go between a verse and this really epic bridge part, which of course is my favorite part. <laughs> so even though you may think of the Ramones as kind of old hat, I kind of want to include this to remind you that... They are punk legends for a reason, and if you like, pay that extra little bit of attention, <laughs> you'll you'll get those little subtleties that they put into stuff to make it so poppy and catchy. You'll you'll see why they like continue to be good as opposed to like, right exactly yeah. why why they have that staying power. You yeah, know? I I was listening to somebody rolling up into the neighborhood, and they were like blasting Metallica, <laughs> and I've got to say, I I, th- I think I cringed a little. Yeah, Metallica does not have, I mean, like, I can still listen to the first couple records, but mm-hmm. after that, Black Album and on, like, and I used to love Black Album and Load and Reload, even though they were kind of maligned by real Metallica fans, yes. but now that stuff just doesn't have that staying power, but the old thrashy stuff still Yeah, still the rules. Ramones, like, they just know how to do it. Um, I'm pretty sure you paid Lauren off. <laughs> <laughs> um, she brought They Might Be Giants, um, Santa's Beard. Once a year, my friend puts on a red suit It hangs around with me and my wife But lately I've been feeling jealous Each time she climbs on his knee And she stands beneath the mistletoe screaming For him to stand beneath the mistletoe screaming And I can't help but feeling jealous Each time she climbs on his Did you pay her off? I did not pay her off. (laughs) 
Um, this is kind of like I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, except like, um, mommy is is not kissing the appropriate Santa Claus. Yeah. So it now we're just in an awkward, um, you being a a cheating hoe. And not to throw shade, but it doesn't sound like their relationship had like that built in so that 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 would be okay to be with Santa. Like it doesn't sound like that's the hall pass person. No, I don't think so. And I'm I'm just concerned. It is catchy as the clap (laughs) (laughs) as um, I I guess pretty much all they might be giant songs are. And um. Yeah, but now I just feel awkward, and the Animaniacs, I can't imagine them singing this. (laughs) So, Lauren, I hope you got paid well. So, yeah, Lauren actually uh, posted a full Spotify playlist with tons of other great wintertime holiday tracks, but I noticed this live version of one of my favorite They Might Be Giant songs on the playlist, and since I was probably going to bring some They Might Be Giants anyway, I figured we'd uh, just consider this her selection, and then I wouldn't have to use one of my slots to shoot one They Might Be Giants (laughs) in here. So, yeah, I'm definitely glad that I checked out this version, though. Uh, the album version has, like, drum machine drums and, like, a really fake synthetic slap bass sound on it, which gives the song a cool character, and it fits in well with that era of the band. Uh, and even with, like, fake bass and drums, the song is still one of their more rocking jams, but this version really dials up the rock with that kind of off-kilter, upbeat rhythm and a real band behind them. Uh, lyrically, like you said, it's a, it's a play on I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, but I think in I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus... The implication is that Santa is actually just the dad dressed up as Santa. Yep. And so mommy's actually just kissing daddy. But in Santa's beard, this guy's wife is either cheating on him with his with his friend or possibly the real actual Santa. Uh, I don't know. You be the judge. Do you think Santa would be a homewrecker? Man, I mean, that's, that's not a very nice thing to do. That's a pretty naughty thing to do. But, yeah. I mean, Santa doesn't have to be naughty or nice. I mean, he he's... just judges others for being naughty or nice. What, like in Futurama... Like, right. Santa went a little awry. Mm-hmm. It was like robo-Santa. Yeah. And he thought everybody was naughty. Right. He kind of was naughty. But yeah. I don't think this that Santa version would be um, yeah. into anybody's lady. <laughs> I'm not sure, because he would also think that she was being naughty. I mean, you know, just got to roll yeah, with the punches Yeah, you guys sometimes. are just going to have to figure out this yeah, one. Yeah, I have no it idea. Out with the red string. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jacques... Jacques brings um, alien sex fiends. Stuff the turkey. this classic by these goth goofs i love so much um i have no idea what's going on here like this could be punk is this goth punk this is if it was it'd be post-punk or goth rock 
Like okay. Goth, goth rock is where it fits most squarely, but it, it would be a, a, a genre of post-punk. Right. Um, obviously, these people have a drinking problem. Uh, that sounds pretty judgmental. I'm sorry. They are trying to be drunk from January to December, so there's like a I small mean, space. I think until Epiphany, they don't drink. Right, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, but they, they are trying to be drunk. Um, Santa's got the, the ruddy cheeks for a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know what exactly. Because that boy what? lit up. Yeah. Like a Christmas so, tree. Um. There's there's some booze. Um, I don't know what the intentions with the turkey are. I'm really concerned. I don't know what the turkey <laughs> means. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot, lot to unpack here. I have a lot of questions, <laughs> and that's what I got to say. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. So, a- Alien Sex Fiend is a band that I haven't really thought about since my Hot Topic days. Uh, definitely one of those bands that I just kind of stumbled upon while I was digging through Napster and Soulseek. Uh, for bands with cool names. And of course, once I heard them, I had to tell everybody else about them. Uh, this song's just a raucous ode to holiday hedonism. Uh, Christmas comes but once a year, so just go all out. Eat all the food, drink you some adult beverages, take your mind-altering substance or two. Go pick up some random cutie for some clandestine bad, uh, bedroom activities. Is that the turkey? Um, I mean, not necessarily. I think, this, I think stuffing the turkey is probably like the eating the turkey uh-huh. But I think there's also some sexual innuendos happening. Okay. Perhaps the turkey is a metaphor for someone else. I know there's a a line in here that says something about pull a cracker or get a cracker, and I looked that up. Uh-huh. That's apparently like a British slang. It's like a little firecracker. Well, no, like no. Uh, they they to say like you're you're pulling a cracker means that you you found uh, like a one night stand or whatever is like to pull a cracker. And so uh, and it, it apparently especially relates to around the holidays. Yeah. So like you find some girl to go to Christmas dinner with you and then you uh, whatever and then you tell her to leave the next day. This doesn't sound like it was in love actually. I don't think it was. No. But you know this is a this is a more modern progressive thing you know so just whatever fun you're trying to have on the holidays Alien Sex Fiend encourages you to just go out there and do that but just you know practice safety and consent and all that. And and don't drive drunk. Don't drive drunk. Don't don't follow safety Santa. consent. Yes. Yeah. Make sure you don't follow Santa's example yeah. in this particular instance. We got a really naughty Santa Santa coming out this way. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um <laughs> Charlie, he uh he brought chain restaurants March or May. Actually, uh, retail sucks. Yeah, just, retail's the worst. Just retail is awful. Like, that is the literal 
I feel like this is all about what this is, is like <sighs> retail. When you have to do all the stuff around Christmas and miss all the family holidays so that you can sell garbage to people who aren't going to actually like it. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I, it's sad that Christmas turned into this like super retail-y uh, thing that just happened because yeah. i mean it shouldn't it should, everybody should get to have fun right yeah one would think that but apparently you know corporate capital america yeah and i mean really care. did you work at books a million when they were open on oh, like yeah. thanksgiving and christmas day yeah. like yeah. the only store on christmas day mm-hmm. was books a million like, oh we're just going to be open for a few hours it's okay well like that means i have to wake up and miss christmas dinner with my or christmas breakfast with my family like. right or like i i don't know what they were thinking it still yeah, stinks i i think it's still probably still a sketch place to work i'm not sure yeah i would imagine that's probably still pretty yeah. accurate um but like come on y'all why don't we just like make homemade gifts and eat like food and stuff and like be heathen heathens without like having to rope poor retail workers in Maybe they should just get paid for Christmas and not have to, like, show up. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the most ideal situation. Yeah, like, I'm cool with working Christmas, but I'm not, I mean, I'm technically selling something, but I'm not selling something, well, I generally. Mean, yeah, your 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 profession is something that can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> like, if someone is coming like, to your place of business. I was like, can you just chill and relax for, I don't know, a good another 12 hours? Yeah. That's generally not it. But, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm cool with it, but I don't want some poor person having yeah. to work and, like, actually put money in a cash register. Yeah, that's another element of it is, like, you're able to say, yes, I, I'm, I'm willing to trade this day of my life off and get some benefit out of that. Yeah. Pe- most people in retail do not have that luxury. No, it's not that, it's not that fun. Yeah. Man. And this, this song seems to really capture that sort of realistic and modern take on the Christmas holiday where you want to be enjoying the time with your friends and family, but you're stuck at work or you're saddled with other obligations. Uh, and the lyrics even says something about I'll be home for Christmas stories sometime after inventory. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely hits home for me. Cause I've not only worked a lot of retail jobs where we had to count our own inventory right around Christmas, but also worked for a place called, RGIS. I called it Regis. <clears throat> Regis, yeah, which is a, it's a third-party company that does inventory for retail and grocery stores. So I've definitely had my Christmas celebrations infringed upon by having to count inventory for stupid jobs that I hated. Uh, this Christmas, I'm th- I'm thankful that I no longer work at a place that makes me count stuff for the holidays. I'm, so. Yay! Good for you. That's a, that's a plus. I'm per- I'm I don't know if there's an inventory where I work, but I sure hope there isn't. If there is, I imagine they're probably hiring in that third-party company. I know whenever I worked at RGIS, we we inventoried some pharmacies, which I thought was kind of a weird thing. That's dangerous. Yeah, that was probably a dangerous thing for, but I mean, we were supervised by the pharmacy workers, but. Some of those people were scared. Exactly. I mean, they could have, I could have had some off camera conversations with some of them and. And probably walked out of there with some things I wouldn't have walked out with. Yeah, I've talked to people before. It's like, well, a pill goes missing every once in a while anyway. And I'm like, what? No, yeah. don't. And I don't know me. if I should give away the trade secret, but when they count them, they, they basically count it as either a half full bottle or a full bottle. And That's so you, messed up. Yeah, and so they could just be missing pills and they're not going to know because it's like, is this an opened bottle or a non-opened bottle, essentially, is what they're counting. Oh, that's... That's super messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm starting to figure out why we have like all those like free drugs out on the street. <laughs> yeah, I think, think yeah. we might have gotten to the bottom of that just now. Yeah, like I live in fear because um, we have some of those like really scary ones at work because mm-hmm. fentanyl is used as a anesthesia. Yeah. And wow. uh, it's also used 
for sedating people. And so that, that's like, I've, ne- you will never see me more freaked out than whenever I have a patient on fentanyl. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. And I was like, how much do you need of this? Yeah. Because this stuff's P- Please me. wake up in a few, in a few hours. Well, that, I mean, generally if they're on fentanyl, we don't want them to wake up too much. So, yeah. but yeah. Ew. Oh, and you won't believe how like resistant some people are to that stuff. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Okay. Weird trade seekers about pharmacies. <laughs> so weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, Joshua T, he brings the joy with Weird Al Yankovic's Christmas at Ground Zero. It's Christmas at Ground Zero. There's music in the air. The sleigh bells are ringing and the carolers are singing while the air raid sirens blare. It's Christmas at Ground Zero. The button has been pressed. The radio just let us know that is not a test everywhere the atom bombs are dropping it's the end of all humanity no more time for last minute shopping it's time to face your final destiny it's christmas at ground zero there's panic in the crowd we can dodge debris while we trim the tree underneath a mushroom cloud Forever my favorite Christmas song. Um, I'm so shocked that we haven't featured this before, seeing as we are, like, legit reliving the Cold War in, like, many ways. Like, dude, there's a a Reagan fan in office, and, Mm -hmm. like, Reagan is even given, like, you know, kind of like a cameo in here. And Russian, Mm -hmm. Russia has gotten to be a big theme. Um, yeah. How have we not had this song? Like, I searched <laughs> and multiple times. especially, like, we're all Weird Al fans. Yeah. Like, we got several of them. So. I, I couldn't believe that we haven't had this song on our show. Unless I've missed something. Yeah, no, I double-checked. Yeah, I checked, and I was just like, how have we not had this song on here? Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, Weird Al, was, uh, Weird Al was one of my first loves in the world of music. This one definitely takes me way back. Uh, we've talked before about how Weird Al sometimes gets pigeonholed or generalized as just doing parodies. Uh, but this is a great example of an all-original Weird Al jam. It's got the really thick Phil Spector-style production with horns and subtle strings and lots of auxiliary percussion, you know, tambourines and stuff like that. Uh, it's got the thick layer of Oz in the background vocals. It's just super catchy and Christmassy, but with that kitschy Weird Al sensibility. You know, he's juxtaposing all the fun things that we do at Christmas alongside the horrors of new clear fallout which it's a hilarious novelty but also could make a pretty stark political statement if weird Al really wanted to lean into it uh i have to say though this is actually my second favorite weird Al christmas song my number one being the night santa went crazy which details santa going postal on the north on the north pole <laughs> and i'm only now realizing how violent both of those weird Al christmas songs are nothing was it um <laughs> this is so stupid it's from the show called drawn together mm-hmm. you can't you can't spell laugh or you can't spell slaughter without laughter it's true yes and uh i've always thought that was funny but why is weird house so bleak yeah he, he was not he was not so angry with i guess maybe holiday just i mean uh christmas must be a hard time for weird Al. i mean must have some some subconscious resentment or something because what happened 
All of his other songs are really nice, but both of his Christmas songs are about <laughs> some violent shit. I don't know. There's some like running with scissors always is kind of a scary concept. If you think right, about it. Yeah, yeah. You ought not so, do that. Yeah. But he was holding them up in the air. Yeah. He was trying to be as safe as possible. I mean, yeah. The safest you can be with a giant pair of scissors. But <sighs> I love Weird Al. I know we've already done like a whole show on Weird Al, but I love Weird Al. So good. Um, I, I feel like I almost paid off Mary D for this. Yeah? Uh, yes. That's a really good one. I know. Jethro Tull's Ring Out Solstice Bells. Join together me always get behind a flautist mm-hmm. uh there's nothing more metal than appropriate flute playing <laughs> you know that jethro jethro toll won out a, a metal award over metallica one year i know that's why i always like to mention yeah, it it's pretty funny it's like they're so metal um but also a lot of their songs are based off of like classical tunes oh like, yeah for sure lots uh, of folksy yeah influence um so there's flute playing there's hand claps there's this like you know that um what there's some sort of metal russian orchestra that is coming to town What's you're thinking that? the trans-siberian orchestra right Bor Mannheim steamroller <laughs> yeah whatever you want to call it yeah they're like all kind of like the like really intensely christmas yeah like it's it's extremely intensely christmas and it's it's like also this has got this super pagan vibe mm-hmm. like that every one of your wiccan friends is bringing to the holiday yes we see your mams they are choice they are indeed very yes because we know we we all have them we all are do you have Wiccan friends? I definitely do. Yeah, and every single time they're like, "Well, this is a pagan holiday," mm-hmm. and then like they like lean hard into it, and it's kind of metal. Right? Like, yeah. I, it's super metal, actually. And I guess you know goes with the original, like I guess the original spirit of the season, which was the solstice. Right. Yeah. And exactly. Somehow Jesus got born then. Yeah, they they decided to just shoehorn some Jesus into into our Yule time. Yeah. 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 I don't know about that. Yeah. Oh, Tannenbaum. Um, but either way, yes, it's like I'm I'm planning I'm playing this super loud on the 21st, you know, because it's the solstice. Also, mm-hmm. uh, harmonies, flutes, and hand claps. Yeah, got to reiterate those hand claps. Very, uh, very good. Very well placed. Very hand clappy. Yeah, this song's just such a joy. It's it's super cheerful and has that really jaunty beat that keeps you stoked and energetic through the holiday. Uh, you can put this on while you finish putting the decorations up or while you wrap presents or cook the Christmas dinner. It's just a perfect mood setter for like staying cheerful and upbeat. 
Uh, and of course, being Jethro Tull, not only do they get those lilting flutes, uh, but they also got to sneak in a little bit of that prog rock tricks here and there. Uh, and the first one that I noticed, uh, there's that lyric, seven maidens move in seven time, uh, which led me to realize that this jaunty, joyful little bit of the song is actually in a seven, eight time signature. Nerd. Yeah, it's, it's an odd one, uh, but it's kind of used so perfectly here to sort of keep the listener on their toes, like almost literally, in fact, kind of, it would keep a dancer kind of jumping to catch up with that skipped beat. So it's no wonder what that this has that like upbeat positive vibe to it definitely getting added to my playlists uh whenever i see like a time signature i'm always trying to figure out what the quarter beat is right yeah and i hate like the quarter note is actually an eighth note here yeah i always just assume eighth note and then always get confused if it's actually supposed to be you know counted by whole notes i wish they just write everything in four four times Mm, I, I can't look, go with you along that road. But that's because you like mathy bands. Yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah, and it just makes it more interesting. It's even if you never realize that it's in a weird time signature. I was always really bad at the time signature. Yeah, they can get kind of confusing. Yeah, I, I know that they had to like make it easy for somebody in Pink Floyd once, right? Mm-hmm. In the song Money. Money, and like the bass player couldn't figure out the seven eighth time, and they had to change it, didn't it? No, I think. The that riff was was written pretty quickly, but I think David Gilmore, the guitar player, like had to simplify what he was doing. I think ah. to to play along with it or something, if I recall. I don't know. I'm not good. I I that, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. Um, if you if you've got some Christmas tunes or solstice tunes or I don't know Hanukkah tunes, or if you want to tell us what the epiphany really is all about, if somebody could really explain that to us, we know it's John's birthday. Yeah, sorry, John. Sorry, it's all we know. Um, you can tweet at us. I'm at Pow. I gotcha. I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at Andy Pod Facebook group, Earbuds and Earworms podcast group. That's pretty much where we always remember to put the theme because sometimes Twitter I neglected just a smidge. I'm mm. sorry. But Twitter sucks anyway. It's you know, I, the, earbuds and earworms is not political, and right now everything on Twitter is political. You're right. Yeah, and did you know that people are mad at Billie Eilish? Yeah, because she didn't know Van Halen or something. Is that why they're mad at her? Yeah, but here's the thing: is I know I know of Van Halen, and I know that they've had right. many Van Halens and Hagars and stuff in mm-hmm. charge. I could not pick their songs out of like a lineup. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty lame. And, and Van Halen, I think, tweeted out, I was like, if you know who we are, great. If you know who she is, great. Like, we're all just making music and trying to make people happy. So, did you know leave the girl all, alone. Yeah. Did you know all the bands when you were 17? I mean, I know most of the bands when <laughs> I was 17, but I'm I didn't sorry. know all of the bands. <laughs> Okay, if you got some opinions on Van Halen, Christmas music, and Billie Eilish, you can leave a voicemail line, a voicemail on the voicemail line, 731-BUDS, or 731-400-2837. I can't think anymore. (laughs) I broke you talking about Billie Eilish and Van Halen. I'm sorry. Um, You can always email the show, andypod at gmail.com. And you can find the show online, andypod.com, part of the 10710 Network. Um, we don't normally talk about our Amazon link, but pretty much it's andypod.com slash Amazon. If you are going to send Bezos some dollars, you can also send us some pennies. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, you can do that. Just support some of those server costs and whatnot. Yeah. Just think of it as stealing a penny from, from like Bezos, even though he's certainly... Not paying Yeah, he's taxes. just like a dragon hoarding the treasures. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, what's our final song? I'm going to leave us with a band called Wolfpack and their song Christmas in L.A.
Uh, Wolfpack are a bunch of like music virtuosos, hugely influenced by like old funk, soul, and R and B. Uh, and this song is one of my absolute favorites. Uh, as is the case with a lot of their songs, it's just a playbook of all the great songwriting tricks from the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, really intricate drum grooves that kind of kip up and turn around just when you expect them to take a breath. Stacked vocal harmonies, funky ad-libbing on the guitar, uh, a really brilliant and anthemic bridge that, you know, it'll get you dancing out of your chair and dancing immediately. Uh, so go go check out the thread from this week to fill up all your Christmassy playlists. But make sure you start with this hot jam from Wolfpack called Christmas in L.A. I can I hear can. myself a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's it's probably because we're split, and so you can probably hear yourself, and I can uh, hear me, but I can't hear you. But I hear you. But it's because, Oh, you hear me? I hear you. Yeah, I don't hear you for anything, but 
That's okay. 